Welcome to this Bider Career Podcast with Ed Hill and Laura Guzman. We are discussing the career trajectories of spider researchers and also those who carry out important work that enables and supports the research being conducted. Today we're joined by Paul Brown, a systems administrator and scientific programmer in Spider. Paul is also involved in the bioinformatics research technology platform at the University of Warwick. Join us for this episode as we discuss Paul's job role that involves the development of user-friendly, stable scientific software for data acquisition, analysis and modelling. Hi Paul, thanks for joining us today. Hello, thank you for asking me. For the research projects you are involved in, could you describe to the listeners your main commitments and duties? Are these fairly consistent across projects or is it project dependent? Um, well, my role is to work on a variety of different projects. Um, I work on, uh, I provide specialist software for uh, modeling data acquisition analysis and so on. And I also work on some sort of ongoing long-term software projects as part of a, a team of other developers as well. So and they're, they're very diverse in nature, my projects as well. I get to work on a lot of different fields of biology, which is very interesting. And is there a particular part of your job that you think the listeners would be particularly surprised by? People are often surprised think, um, about how I came to do this, about my background, because I'm not a, a computer or an IT person at all. I'm a, a biologist by training. So I, I used to work in the lab. I have a, a degree in PhD in biology. And um, I got into computer modelling through lab work. I was working in a lab that was interested in uh, modelling neural networks. And that's really how I got into um, the idea of um, mathematical biology, um, which wasn't a, such a big fit. When I did my degree, there was very little biology, um, very little maths discussed in biology. We did a little bit of statistics, you know, basic t-tests and variance analysis and so on, how to analyse your data. But no one ever really talked about mathematical modelling. And so, yeah, it was back in the early 2000s that um, I got interested in that through the lab work. And um, then I I ended up moving to uh, Warwick University, where I was employed as a um, uh, software engineer uh, as part of a group who were interested in producing software for running models of uh, gene networks underlying circadian biology and the software was specifically aimed at um, uh, laboratory scientists, not, not at mathematicians. The idea was that we, the mathematicians would develop these big models and then we would develop software that the um, scientists would be happy using. They could easily input their data, see the results, and then they could use that to inform experimental design. And that suited me really well because having been a lab scientist myself, um, sort of bridging the gap between the two fields, was um, was very good, and that, that's how I started out really. And then I went from life sciences at Warwick to systems biology, and then on to Spider from there. And I've worked on a, a lot of different projects since then. I in the last few years I've been heavily involved in the epidemiology side, which isn't something I'd ever come across before. Thank you. That leads us to the next question. That it was about what is the path that you have to have this role in Spider, but now that you have explained this yeah, path very, yeah. very clearly, um, what were the key stages where you developed the interest in this type of work? 
I think it was when I did um, this uh, postdoc at the University of St Andrews, and I worked in a, in a lab who were. Um, we were, well, my role was electrophysiology. We were interested in um, uh, neural circuits in the spinal cord using frog embryos as a vertebrate model. And uh, but we were the lab head was producing these um, uh, very uh, complex models of the how the neurons fit together to produce these characteristic output patterns. And both at the level of the network, but also at the level of the individual cell modeling ion channel kinetics and so that's really that's what really got me interested in mathematical modeling of biology and then i was lucky enough to get this role in circadian biology at warwick yeah so that allowed me to sort of bridge the gap between the lab work and experimental work and so those those are probably the two key points really and then then the third key point i guess was when um, spider was formed and i got to meet a lot of epidemiologists and i got um, quite heavily involved in that. And what really appeals to me about the epidemiology is it's something that's obviously very beneficial um, very quickly. I mean, the first epidemiology project I worked on was a temporary six-month thing, and we were expected to produce output that would be used to inform policy within about three months, so, which was in, I thought was incredible. So an aspect you've touched on there is how with your role is that you become involved in multiple different projects mm. and uh, it's the research area they could be quite disparate research areas as well and mm. the end users could also be yeah. uh, quite distinct between them yeah it'd be interesting to hear your kind of experience in trying to how you approach trying to combine these multiple responsibilities across projects and if there was any particular projects you'd like to highlight in more detail yeah well, it's good to be involved in so many projects you know each day is very different you know switch between different things depending on what the immediate um, urgency is for my different projects. I mean, one interesting thing I haven't mentioned yet is what I'm doing with the, um, the bioinformatics RTP. We've, we've got a, a big uh, database called um, Enterobase. It's a database of um, basically bacteria that cause food poisoning. It's got hundreds of thousands of genomes in it from all over the world. It's, it's been cited um, multiple times or, uh, by researchers all over the world. Uh, we've just got funding to try and extend this, um, set up different distributions of it and so some, some new labs, and also port it to a system that could do the same for plant pathogens. So that's a very exciting thing to be involved in, but it's not something I've written myself. It's It's been going for many years, and it's something that we myself and some of my colleagues have been asked to to sort of take forward and improve. That's great, and that strongly highlights the collaborative aspects. That seems like permeate yeah. through throughout all these projects, as you are in each of these projects, it is a team effort mm. across the board. Yeah, I mean, through the bio- bioinformatics RTP, I think we're involved in potentially five or six different departments as well. In all these career paths that you have described and all these projects you've been involved, is there a skill set that you have developed that perhaps you originally had not envisaged needing? Well, I think when I was working in, as a biologist, I didn't, perhaps didn't imagine I'd be working in a maths department one day. So I didn't do A-level maths. And I, obviously, I wish I, I had done today. It would have been very useful. I have learnt a lot as I've gone along, but... Um, yeah, I think I'm a bit weak in some fields, but yeah, this is something I didn't um, envisage 
having to gain a lot of knowledge in. And to our listeners interested in working within research, would there be one piece of advice that you would like them to take away that would be kind of associated with promoting positive working relationship between researchers and research support staff? Well, I think um, involve research support staff um, at an earlier stage as possible. I think it's important to do that. Um, even at the sort of the planning and grant writing stage, if you've got a research support person who's an expert in a particular field, it's good to involve them right from the start and say what's what's feasible, what's the best way to go about something, what, what funding do we need to do this? I think, I think that really helps. That's super, and I strongly endorse that advice as well. And with my own personal interaction with with Paul on um, recent projects, it's having you involved from the early stages. I think has helped us develop, say, user interfaces that have then been used through like um, like study interviews, etc. Yeah. That yeah is ongoing. That's helping us gather okay. new data. That yeah, can it's then good. Be analyzed. good to hear. Yeah, yeah. So thank you very much for that. Thank you for giving all this explanation. It's good to know everyone in Spider. Yeah, well, thank you for asking me. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Spider Careers Podcast.